Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Sinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. Content warning for this episode includes severe emotional distress, panic attacks, and physical violence. Dear Isleen, I don't really know the protocol for writing letters to gods, but here goes nothing. Hopefully you get this letter. I guess before I get to the Forgotten Dream, you should probably get some context. My friends and I have been sent on a mission to help, well, you and the rest of the gods who have gone missing. We make a qu- we made a quick escape from Middledwell after a little altercation that might have been stealing a few documents and maybe a spill on some other documents. Uh, With our run out of Middledwell, we might have snagged a new traveler along the way. Lauren joined our little crew on our way to Towerfell. Fletcher was really kind to bring him along. During our journey, Neo started working on a new tapestry that shows what's in the Thoughtsmore. While I was on watch, there was smoke in the sky. Alma changed our trajectory toward towards it. When we found the source of smoke, we met a fire spirit in distress with this giant metal thing sticking out of it. Fletcher and Lauren dove off the ship to pull out the metal together. Blah blah blah. Restart that sentence. Uh, Fletcher and Lauren dove off the ship to pull out the metal together. Ha in wing. It was wild! They were able to get it out, but not without Alma's ship going down. So we split up. Some of us stayed behind to fix the ship, and some went to check on the spirit. That's the update on our adventures, trying to save you. So I guess this is the part where I talk about my dream last night. It was me at the bottom of this giant green metal statue, but not any green statue, but one that was shaped like a human. The strange part was not being afraid of it. I actually wanted to go inside it. Of the statue. So I'm writing to you, God of Forgotten Dreams. Why do I want to go inside of this monstrosity? And more importantly, how do I find it to make the dream come true? From the stars that wave to you, Haku. We pick up on the flying Dutch kith. Alma, you have brought the ship down safely in this sort of like green pasture with a mountain off in the distance. You see Haku, Neu, and Chandler kind of finding a trail and heading up the the side of this like hillside going up towards the mountain. Alma, you've got the ship to repair. Fletcher, you've got a, a date to get ready for. Neo, Chandler kind of tugged on your 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 coat to like ask you to hold up and Haku you're you're leading the group. I guess let's go with Alma. Alma, how are you doing in this moment? You have been having ship 
problems. Basically, most of Alma's drama, this whole kind of like story arc has been ship this, ship that. The ship is no longer mine. The ship is mine. I've stolen it. Like the ship is broken now again. Alma's having a time of it. You know, it's it's hard because I feel like Alma has put a lot of her in the ship. The ship is less so a vessel now and more so like almost an extension of herself, which is why she's so like impacted when things happen to the ship. When something's wrong with the ship, it, it, it deeply affects her. So once again, the ship has been messed with by someone else, um, which has led to it being damaged. And, you know, she kind of sacrificed herself and the ship by helping this spirit. So Alma is, you know, dealing with like the internal conflict of that right now as she's trying to kind of repair it as best she can with the tools that are available to her. For the past couple of days, every couple of hours or so, you feel a little little vibrate in your, your pocket. But Alma's been ignoring that. But it keeps going off and going off and going off as you're down in the hole. I feel like she's probably been working at this engine for a little while. You know, her hands are getting like achy and tired. So she sits down on the ground, kind of back propped against the wall of the ship. And she's gonna just kind of reach into her pocket and take out the coin and just kind of hold it in her hands. What's what's on the coin? What's typically on the coin? Like, what does this coin typically? look like the coin because it's an avenue of communication the center of it is pretty flat and plain but the outside of it is ornate a little bit and has these kind of ivy-esque vines etched into the siding of the coin kind of just forming you know following the edge of it and so this is three hours into the repair grease is all over you your your smock is just covered with this liquid and that liquid again your eyes are just like stretched open dry your heart drops as you try to blink a couple times and your your eyes feel very resistant the coin says three simple words we are sinking Alma looks at the coin and she's she just stares at it and she just chucks it against the wall and just lets out this yell of frustration. She knew she knew that something was happening to the lastings. She knew she she heard them talk about the vision. She knew something was happening, but to have like kind of confirmation of that in her hands and for there to be nothing that she can do about it in the moment, she can't go back and get them her ship is broken she can't save them so she's she's thrown the coin in this fit of frustration and she's just back against the wall just like holding her head in her hands just at a complete loss about what to do in this moment you don't know how long it goes we're gonna jump over to fletcher fletcher our sweet boy is 
washing his hands because he assumes there will be some hand holding um so he's like just making sure to get all like the stickiness off his hands he'll do the little like hands under the water and then like sort of like messing with the hair trying to like get like just make his face a bit more presentable is he going to change his outfit because his outfit tends to get sticky too or is he just going for the hands going for hands and hair and then i think like he feels very important that he wears the cloak at all times because like just everything is in the pockets and so like you know while changing it and wearing like a clean pair would feel great he'd be really anxious without his pockets because like what if calyx suddenly needs an important potion what's he gonna do so he keeps his clothes on does he have any other changes of clothes like how you just described it makes it think he has like one other like cloak that's like exactly the same but like never wears it he has the cloak that he used to wear before the birthday cloak was gifted and then otherwise on laundry day on wash day he would put his cloak in like a fast acting potion that he makes sit there for five minutes just like you know no cloak making sure the door is locked and then get the cloak out magic it dry and put it back on so yeah (laughs) flatter doesn't have other clothes he's sitting there pondering if he should go to his room to get changed into another cloak or not that's when you hear the the scream or the yell from below deck well the floor below um toward Towards the the engine room. Then you hear footsteps running to the bathroom and do 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 do. Fletcher opens the door. It's Calix. Did did you, did you hear that? Um, yeah. Who's screaming? Did, is somebody on the ship? It sounded like it came from down below. Uh, Alma's down there, right? I think she is. She was fixing the ship. We gotta go right now. Where's Where's Lauren? Lauren said he needed some time to quote unquote. Okay, well, if it's something dangerous, then we should probably get him, too. I'll go look for Alma, and maybe you should look for Lauren. Oh, he's just in the room. We can get him on the way, I guess. Oh, okay. Now let's go. And y'all run over to the shared room between Calyx and Lauren. Lauren is on his bed, back towards the door, laying on his side, like, just, like, staring at the wall. Lauren? Doesn't say anything. Lauren, did you did you hear the screaming? I think I think there's trouble and we have to we have to go go below deck. Give me a heart roll. Ten. He sort of huffs and says, I was thinking about things, but I guess I can go. Alright. Kind of like rolls over, flops up out of bed, and just kinda like shuffles over. Lauren, now is not the time to be moody and witchy. Come on. Moody and witchy should basically be my middle names. You know. Fletcher, kind of like a little way too familiarly, like grabs Lauren like by the shoulder, like in a way that like seems a posture that these two have definitely assumed before. There have definitely been times where at Witch Academy, Fletcher has dragged Lauren out of like the dorms to get to class. And we are now marching down to where Alma is, Fletcher's arm fully around Lauren, Calyx is with us. And Calyx leads the way and as you get to the stairs he reaches back and reaches out for your hand like the other hand yeah your other hand okay i know you've got some extra weight and like looks over at lauren and lauren just like doesn't say anything as he's like kind of like leading on you a little bit i don't want you to slip and fall whatever's down here we need everyone to be a part of yeah thank you 
I also just washed my hands, so I, I won't um, be slippery because of my hands. Grabs your hand and says, yeah, yes, they are quite pristine, actually. Thank you. I I also washed my face. And it looks like your your hair is nicely pristine. And I like it. You should fix it like that more often. Well, you two shut up. Come on. We get it. He's cute. Blah, blah, blah. Let's go. Butter's just walking in silence now. <laughs> But y'all are led downstairs, and Alma, what would they come to see? The three of them walk into the room, and obviously they're looking around, they're expecting to see, you know, something scary going on in there. Eventually, someone's eyes are probably gonna, you know, go downwards to where Alma is sitting, crouched against the wall. She's kind of just got her hands over her head and she's just rocking back and forth, muttering to herself. You can see she's kind of like, kind of flexing her hands against her fur, just just muttering. Uh, they're probably too far away to like hear exactly what she's saying. And you would hear Calix clear his throat. <clears> throat> Alma, uh, if it's if it's an oil problem, we can Chandler can synthesize more. They're sinking. They're sinking. They're sinking. No, we've we've sunk. We we, we the, the ship is. No, they're sinking. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing I can do. I'm stuck here. They're stuck here. We can't help them. They're stuck. Like, what do I do? There's nothing. There's no solution. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't. I can't. And she's like panting hard now. I think Calix would go over to you and kind of like put his hands on your shoulders and just kind of like slowly like hey you're here and like try to like pull you down so you like sit down on the ground and you'd like motion over to Fletcher to like come over too and he would whisper to Lauren now's not the time shape up go get some water and he would just grunt and start going up the stairs. Fletcher has little stress tears in his eyes, rubbing Alma's shoulder in like a soothing as possible way. While Fletcher and Calix are trying to calm Alma down, Lauren goes upstairs. Let's jump over to Haku, Neu, and Chandler. Haku, you're a very optimist boy or optimistic boy. How long do you think it would take before you realized the group was lagging behind a little bit? I think I'm probably good luck. Like 20, 20 trees away. They've, they've had a five minutes of, of talking before you realize it. And I guess as you're leading, what is Haku's leadership style, especially in, in this situation? Is he like directing conversation, pointing out different things, or is he determined on a mission like Haku? does not interact with a lot of other kids and will just keep going. And it's just a driven, like, every so often we'll probably go, how are we doing? We good? Great. And just keep on waddling over. Even if no one answers, just keeps going. Yeah, maybe those first few times you said, how are we doing? Like, you would hear, like, a, a, a grunt or something from from one of them. Um, and eventually, like, that, like, 20 tree distance, you didn't hear anything, and you turn around, and Chandler and Neu are a good distance behind you. Um, and they would just, I guess, continue walking at the same pace, but maybe maybe hurry it up just a little bit. Neo, what's going on with you? Chandler said that. He's kind of told you to hold up a little bit. He has something to talk to about. Oh, um, of course. What What do you need? What do you need, Chandler? How? You're, you're way better at this stuff than me. How do I get Haku to not hate me anymore? It's been only a few days since since you joined us again. 
and look at how far you've come. But he still growls at me. But I think there's a bit of a twinkle in in their eyes when when they when they growl now. It's not it's not a, such an aggressive growl. I'm pretty sure he enjoyed that the, the painting that you did. I think maybe try not to get too close too quickly. You think there could be a twinkle? I don't know. I don't think I've seen that before. And I know twinkles. I know stars. You know the twinkles in the sky. And, well, a twinkle is not always um, something maybe like what you have in your heart for, for him. Friends can also twinkle with each other. You have things that you share and you've you've gone through, I think, you've gone through some sadnesses that Hawk still hasn't experienced, if I understood well what happened in the fair. And I think someday he may need you for that. I didn't, I'm just afraid that, I mean, I've always been afraid. Afraid he was too good. Afraid that he wouldn't notice me. Afraid of, I don't know. And like, when I heard you all were leaving and Haku was leaving, I kind of had a meltdown. And at this point, Neo will 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 get a bit a bit closer, squeeze the hand a little bit. Is that is that why you came with us? Yeah, I did get kicked out of my conservatory position, but then I begged and begged and begged and begged fast. I've had the biggest crush on Haku ever since I first met him, but it never seemed like he liked me. So I felt like I could never have that, you know? Haku is very straightforward. When they care about something, Haku says it. When they like or dislike something, they will act accordingly. And and Haku will, will expect everyone to be like that. And if instead of showing that you like him, you show something else, you request attention through competition or you request attention through trying to show you're better, that's gonna wrap their for the wrong way. I just thought that since he was so good with like stars that if I was as good or better than him that he would like. I'm not good at this flirting stuff. You don't need to flirt. Do you think I messed up totally or I can come back? Not totally. Did you see how... Have you ever seen someone try to be... You've been something that you weren't meant to be, right? And that didn't feel right. Yeah, I was putting on a show. It's the same with relationships. You have to find what kind of relationship Hakona and you feel good together. And and that may not be exactly what you want, but it could be something great anyway. So you're saying I should, should talk to him? For sure. I think you should talk to him, but this time try talking about the things that you enjoy, about the things that get you excited, about the things that you find interesting. Show your passions. That's that's one of the coolest things that people have, the things they care about. I'm so not good at this though. Can you do it for me? Can you tell him? I can try and get him to maybe want to listen to you, but I think you need to have that conversation. Tell him that I'm really cool. I'll do that. I'm discovering another side of you and I think you are kind of cool. Maybe you can talk about the pigments, maybe you can talk about the different brushes, maybe you can talk about how you paint and why you paint. I think he will enjoy hearing you talk about that. I don't really tell people about the paintings. You were the first gift that actually, besides my parents, that saw my painting. Well, thank you for that. Neo, you're a good friend. Thank you, thank you. I, I feel like everyone is doing their very best and thank you for saying that. Can I have a hug? Yes, of course. Of course. Chandler and Neu pause to hug. That's when Haku turns around. Hey! 
Hey, hello? Are we... Are, is everything okay? We're having a forest hug. Do you want to join? Sure. Oh, 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 okay. And then Haku does like a slight jog back because they're 20 trees away. We sustain the hug and it's getting awkward by the second. It's fine. Haku's got long, long legs. Let's go. And then joins the hug. As the hug goes on for a few moments, you hear bugs, crickets making different sounds off in the distance, the wind rustling, and you're about halfway to the mountain and you actually begin to wonder if the wind rushing through the trees actually feels more like a breath and that is coming directly from like the cave mouth and you break the hug Chandler says Haku I really like your apron it's really now let's go and there is a slight smile that crosses Haku's face and he follows. With the important conversation out of the way, you're led, I guess all three of you, by this like collective curiosity of what this spirit was. And the closer you get to the cave mouth, yes, like the, the wind that you thought was wind is clearly a, a breath, a very raspy, sort of wavering, weak breath. That doesn't sound good. No, not at all. We should we should check on that, right? Is this cave? Yeah, it's a fairly large cave. This creature again was like thirty feet tall, maybe more like twenty feet tall. So the cave mouth is pretty big. It doesn't seem dark in there, but it's also not very bright either. It's like a slight flicker, like a torch that is soon to be going out. It it looked pretty pretty weak by the time we 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 left it to go land. Maybe we can grab some dry stuff around as a bit of an offering. Yeah, okay. Let's let's do that. Brush, branches, leaves. We're going to try to swiftly get a lot of branches and dry stuff. I'm strong. I can hold branches and and things. I can do very quick forays into the forest and just like pile them onto Haku. Chandler's got a, a small pile in in his arms as well. He kind of cheerfully like runs well, not cheerfully, but just like excitedly runs back towards the cave mouth. And the three of you meet back there and make your way into the cave. Yes, this is a very large cave and it slopes down some as you go further and further into like the cave mouth. And off in the distance, you see the fire spirit kind of crumpled on the ground in the corner. It was like a vibrant red and orange, but now it is a, a light, dullish, like grayish red. And the fire that like encapsulated its body is just very faintly kind of like flickering. Hi, we've brought an offering of brush and, and more fire starters. If that will help you. Hi, I'm Haku. It doesn't acknowledge you, but you hear off to your right hand side something that makes your hair stand on its end. It's like a like a little like creepy sounding growl. You look over and there are three miniature fire spirits kind of cowering off in the corner close to you behind a, a, a rock and they too 
are not as gray and dull, but they are fading as well. Haku, like, gets on their level, but, like, stays, like, a distance and just goes, Hi, I'm Haku. Nice to meet you. Uh, is there anything we can do to assist you in any way? The three smaller spirits, you can tell that they don't have as many features as the, the large one. They don't look as developed as the large one. As you try to talk to them, give me a heart roll. Nine. The three smaller spirits are a little more, I guess for the lack of a better word, warmed up to you, but still not fully accepting of you. What do you do? Haku just takes a stick and rolls it over to the three little spirits. And as soon as it gets within a good foot away from them, they kind of like quickly scurry over to it and eat it up. And it is like gone. And you see some of the the light kind of come back into their fire. We have more. We come with more. They make what's almost like a purring sound and kind of scurry over a little bit closer, kind of like writhing about, kind of in this like noodly car dealership, like air kind of like the whatever those things are called. Yeah, the from nope. That's kind of how they they move as uh, they come over to you, and they're just like flickering back and forth. Now in the background, we'll take the the big mound of sticks that um Haku brought all in all into the chamber, and and we'll start to make like three little piles, and then a bigger pile to the side, and just um, take take a step back. Hi, and I am I am Neil. Really, really happy to see you all. Thanks for inviting us into your home. As you are introducing yourselves and trying to chat with them, clearly they don't have a language that you can understand. They're kind of communicating in this like clicks and whistles and they they don't seem to comprehend what exactly are you saying, but they do understand that you are a friendly entity. Uh, uh, Chandler says, well, the, the big one, it's not gonna, it's too far. We'll have to bring it to them. Okay. What is the best way for us to do this? I'll stay here and distract the little ones as he holds out a stick. You two go handle the big one. You seem to know how to handle the... You seem to know how to handle the gods. Maybe maybe you can try and talk to it and I can bring it some more some more leaves and wood to entice it. Yeah, here. The, the little ones need... Here, you distract the little ones, and I'll go with Haku. I'll go with Haku to to help the big one. That's what I'll do. Right? Right, Haku? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, sure. That's a cool star chart. And he, like, points to the one that's, like, poking out of you. Oh, yeah. It's it's one that I saw last night. I really don't know the constellation yet, um, but I saw it on the way here, and it was kind of cool. It kind of looks like the little flame guys over there. Yeah, I wonder. Flame guys over here. New constellation over here constellation looks like flame guys probably part of the flame guys so like reaches down and grabs a couple of the sticks and starts walking over you're really smart we should study stars together sometime okay yeah sure i was gonna try and pick your brain about another show wait uh, conversation stars mission first sidetracking on stars bad idea going picks up like a bundle of sticks and just goes as you get closer to the fire spirits it sees that you do have some sticks and it like reaches out a like trembling hand open 
to you. And the hand is probably as big as you, Haku. It's, yeah, it's a big hand. Hi! And as, like, Haku was putting it in the hand, she's like, hi, um, I, I'm Haku. Nice to meet you. Um, this is Chandler. And Neyu is over there. We were helping you earlier when we saw the big metal thing. We just wanted to do a checkup, see how you're doing, if there's anything we can do to assist you, if you know anything about the other spirits in the area. What? Hmm? Ma? You see in its eyes recognition, like it seems to be comprehending what you're saying, um, and responds with like a few deep clicks, like very similar to the little ones, but just a lot deeper, a lot slower, and motions towards the sticks. Plop right into its pan that is the size of Haku. And it like sizzles and crackles as it burns up into smoke. A little vibrancy comes back into its its eyes, its body, as it starts to fire up. It doesn't seem like it's enough for it to like fully recover, but you are getting it on, on that path. We can get more. We got this. And then Haku grabs Chandler's paw and goes, we gotta go get more, and runs out. Chandler, Neo, you see him, he's just like, like, jaws drop, like, as he, like, walks by, as you're, like, holding the stick out to the the little ones as they go and get more. Chandler says, I don't know if we're gonna be able to hold enough. We need to come up with something to help so we get more wood in there faster. So I'm afraid if we keep just bringing in a few sticks at a time, the fire's just never going to be enough for it, you know? I hear what you're saying. What could we do? What could we do? There are sticks. There are daytime. It's better token to provide a solution for an aspect of material or immediate problem. Yeah, so you can use it to solve the problem. How would Haku solve this problem? Or what in the world would help Haku solve this problem? Could be an extra, like, item that he finds that helps out. Could be a plan he comes up with. Oh, Haku will just go stand outside and go, If there are any wind spirits in the area that are very strong and want to help another spirit in the area have some more energy by bringing some leftover sticks or debris or any leaves, that would be most appreciative. This is Haku. A few moments go by. Nothing happens, and then you feel Chandler, like, squeeze your hand a little bit harder. Oh, sorry, was that- and he, like, drops the hand as the wind kind of, like, rushes through, and you see, like, this, like, massive kind of, like, trail of sticks- Twigs, leaves could have like fly into the cave mouth and Chandler would grab your hand back and start running. Come on, let's go. He runs into the cave. Cool. Haku doesn't let go. Haku will just keep going. By the time you get inside, the the little ones have gotten some more sustenance. So they're bright and vibrant. The big one has like a tornado of like leaves and twigs and stuff swirling about it as it is like glowing and bursts into magnificent flame that like shoots up to the ceiling and you all feel this kind of like wave of heat as it stands there vibrant full of life and it sends out a a few guttural clicks and reaches into its stomach area pulls something out teeny teeny tiny and extends this giant hand back down to Haku unfurls it and it is a perfectly spherical black stone 
this is cool. I like it. Thank you. And then you see Haku move star charts and puts it in another pocket and puts it in that pocket. So there's no star charts and it's just a, the, the black sphere in that pocket. Thanks. Hey, hey, is anyone else out there obsessed with dice? Does anyone out there want to join the I have too many dice sets for my own good club? Or is this going to be a party of one? Because I would be the first to tell you that I have a dice problem. But I don't necessarily think that's the worst problem to have. So if you've got the same mindset, QueerPG has a fun little offer for you. If you head over to fanrolldice.com, you can use our code QueerPG10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. They've got gemstone dice, my personal favorite. They've got wooden dice, they've got metal dice, and a whole bunch of other designs and accessories to fit all of your dice gremlin needs. So, if you find you're itching for something new to add to your collection, head on over to fanrolldice.com and remember, QueerPG10, that's Q-U-E-E-R-P-G-10, at checkout to get 10% off. Have fun rolling! So now that the fire spirit is back, feeling well, would the three of you head back to the Flying Dutch Kith? They will go... Like, stand up, like, take a few of the branches and bits of foliage and just, like, flew onto the cave and just, like, completely surprise them. So, Spirit, Fire, could you let us know what happened to you? How did you get stuck in that, in that horrible thing? Was it an accident, or...? Give me a heart roll, Neo. That's double six. Plus one, that's thirteen. It reaches up to its head, puts its hand into its temple, and pulls out a purple sphere and extends it down to you. I, I take up Paul to try and touch it. Chandler touches it. Haku, do you touch it? I give it a little pull. You see off in the distance a once magnificent city with... I guess it is still magnificent, but the skyscrapers that you saw in Portsmore, the buildings here look like that, but most of them are like turned over like on their side or like propped up like two up against each other and there's kind of like all these like skyscrapers kind of like stacked up together in different weird odd ways in the sky are these giant like dragonfly bugs and they are flying around this fire spirit on the back of these giant bugs are kith and these Kith are throwing magic at the spirit. That can't be right. Kith are doing what you heard that the people or those who came before, before the, the great calamity would do. Attacking a creature, attacking a spirit. And these Kith, all of them are wearing clothing similar to that of what Professor Peppers, that of... Lauren, Force, the Preservation, and the fiercest one among them, a horned toad with a scar over their eye and a giant dragonfly, grabs a giant piece of metal and casts it down upon this fire spirit and just starts cackling as they fly off as the spirit stumbles off into the forest. Haku growls. <laughs> Chandler's growling. Neo, Neo kind of tries to pat off a couple a couple tears. Hey, that's that's horrible and really scary. I'm so sorry you went through that. A very low rumbling moan of shared heartache echoes throughout the cave. 
something really wrong is going in Towerfell. I think even worse than in Middledwell. We have to be careful. If more of them are there and this is what they do, we have to be careful. And Haku, you feel your hand squeezed a little bit tighter. Haku squeezes back in like a comforting way. Okay, so we should probably head back, right? I really don't know what to do in this situation because most of the time things are just like kind of laid out there and then we have the smart people on the other side and normally, normally Fletcher and I do something weird in this situation and now it's just the two of us and we did save his beard. You did, thanks, thanks for the help and letting us know what's happening and I'm just kind of, anyone else freaking out? Because I'm freaking out just like the smallest bit in what's happening in the mission that we have. You know, I'm just worried um, cause at the end of the day, these fire, they're kind of a god, right? A small god. Th- does this look small to you? No. That medium god? And then looks, how would you like to, uh, and then like does like the movements of hand. Do you want us to refer to you as a smaller god, a medium god, or like a grander god? Unless you don't want to be referred to as a god, unless you want to be referred to in a different way. We'd like to respect your um, presenta- presentation in the life that you're currently in. I guess what you're getting from them is that this is probably a small and forgotten god that's just really, really old and recently reproduced, finally. Small doesn't necessarily mean size. It's also power, magnitude. It's not the size of the it's of the being, it's what they present. Yeah, definitely a god, but definitely not over like a larger domain as if like another god would be, so. You know what I'm getting worried about? Do you think the human is trying to protect the rest of the gods from the rest of the preservation people? Are, are we, who are the good guys? In the moral sense of things, I think we're being the good guys right now. We did a good thing. We did a good thing. This conversation would continue as the three of you continue back to the ship. You get back to the ship. You're looking around. You can't find anyone. You go down to the cabins. You can't find anyone. And eventually, you make your way down to the the uh, the, the the engine room where Lauren is just like holding a cup of water. Fletcher and Calix have Alma on the ground, like holding their hand, um, trying to like calm Alma down as they seem to be having a meltdown or something. Like normally, Alma's like really put together. Alma is typically the one that you can rely on and they seem to be broken right now. So we just saved a- um, hi. Hey. Alma was screaming and now we're trying to calm Alma down and my hands aren't slippery right now and Lauren's kind of being annoying. Lauren, bring the water, please. I've been here for a few minutes. Here. Haku growls so loud at Lauren. Scary. Fletcher's offering water to Alma now. Is that what Alma looks right now? Like, hands on her- their head like like no idea <laughs> it's just like hands on head dissociating <laughs> just like staring at the ground the muttering and like the heavy panting has stopped but now it's just like staring at the coin that's across the room <laughs> just like with this look of utter just like like it's so obvious that alma is just in her head is just trying to come up with a solution to the problem and calix would look to chandler's like i think I think, I think Alma ran out of oil or oil spoiled. Does oil spoil? Could you synthesize some more for for them? I think that might be the problem. That's the problem, right? 
Fletcher. The oil, no? I don't think it's oil, because Alma keeps shaking their head when you talk about oil. Alma, Alma you're, you're making your really difficult quiz face. Can you, can you drink the water and maybe say at least one word about what's going on? She just points at the coin that's on the ground. While someone goes fetch that coin, Neil will try and get next to Alma and like kneel on the floor and we look at Alma's wrist. Is Alma wearing the beads bracelet? Yes. So Neo, Neo will try to bring their paws to yours and try to cross your hand onto your bracelet so that your fingers kind of like surround each of the beads. And I'm gonna use a token to ease someone's pain if only for a moment and just be like, Alma, do you want to count the beads with me? You can do it silently if you need to, but you, you, you can see how each of them has a bit of a different texture. The four of us are, are, are together here today, and, and we, we all have the bracelets. Keep counting, breathing. Alma like, looks up, and because there's more than four people in the room, she's become very confused. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can make more beats later. We can make more beats. We can make more beads. Okay, we're gonna need so many beads. We're, we're gonna get the beads. We can make more beads. Oh, we're gonna need so many beads. Oh no, there's so much going on. There is a lot going on. No, you don't understand. Fletcher went to go get the coin. What do you do with the coin after you get it? Do you look at it right away? Is there hesitation? I think Fletcher's first instinct is that the coin has caused the pain somehow, like physically, like maybe the coin is like burning or poison. And so Fletcher's gonna sort of like get really close to the coin. He's gonna like sniff at it. He's just gonna check for all signs of like toxicity with the coin. And then he's gonna take a like a little like fabric scrap from his pocket or just randomly there and pick up the coin with the fabric scrap and like put it together and then uh while Neo and Alma are like counting and sort of centering Fletcher's sort of gonna peek inside the fabric and then like look around to see if anyone else has any idea to do and then come because he's not sure if he should bring it to Alma right now because like that was causing the pain maybe. Haku will walk over but purposely like put himself between the coin and Alma and be in front of you. Fletcher's gonna like peek around and be like Alma did did the, did the coin hurt you? Do I have to destroy the coin? No, 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 don't, no, 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 don't, no, we need, I need the coin, I need, we can't, I need. Oh, okay, I, I won't, I won't destroy it. Is it, is it dangerous? No, is it poisonous? No, 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 just look at the Look at it! Look at it! Just look! Look at it! Look at it! Read. Is it, is it safe to touch the coin? Yes, yes, it is. Just read the coin. Read the coin. Haku puts paws out to have it as like an examination table, so like has paws as flat as possible. <laughs> Fletcher uh, puts the coin in Haku's hands and is like really nervous to touch it. We've got shaken paws over here. Um, with trembling paws, Fletcher is examining the coin. And Fletcher and Haku. You would both read, we are sinking. Um, um, who, who, who's the coin from? Who, who wrote this coin? Karth. Karth? Where, where's Karth? On the last days. Karth, Karth's on the last day with my parents. <laughs> he, he's been hanging out with my parents. He's been hang, hanging out with my parents a lot. He's been hanging out with my dad. They've been making trains. 
Like, like, did they go on a boat? Did they, no. Is, is there a bo- um? I have the boat. They can't take a boat. I have the boat. I have the boat. Haku has a question. Has a question. Is this just something was like a goodbye gift, and this just you just saw the, the thing now, or is this kind of how did, does magic work in a way where the messages are? Is it this isn't the this isn't where are they sinking at? It's I. It's the, he gave me the coin so that he could talk to me while I was traveling, and it's like it's like it's like instant messaging, and it, it vibrates whenever he sends me a message, and I've been kind of ignoring it because I was. Not at him. Could they? Could they be? Could they be sinking at the lake, Marion's abyss? Are they? I don't think so. What's sinking? I think the lastings are sinking. I think the lastings are sinking, and there's nothing I can do because the ship is broken. I can't go back for them. Do do we know? Do we know how fast? Got three three words. That's all I got. All I got three words. Those, that's it. The lastings are sinking? Sinking's better than falling. Yeah, because it's a slow descent. It's a slow, slow situation that could be stopped and everyone can just go poof. The lastings are floating. They would have to be falling in order to be sinking, you guys. You guys saw the lastings break apart. You saw it and now it's happening and there's nothing I can do. I can't solve this problem. There's nothing I can do. How about we just, let's just have, and then Haku sits down on the floor. Let's just have a nice little sit down on the floor and everyone be on the same level to be a little ground in this situation. Breathing. Paw and paw, maybe. Asking questions. No? Haku is still on the floor with the coin in their paws. Uh, hi. This is a lot. Yes, okay. I'm gonna be on the floor with you. When did I get on the floor? How long have I been on the floor? Whoa, I'm lightheaded. Whoa. Do you want more water? <sighs> I've got it. Lauren picks up the cup and kind of shuffles back upstairs. Immediately when Lauren's gone, also not to raise any more stress. We might have, um, so we saved, we for sure saved the, the, the fire spirit. Second, showed us the thoughts more of the person of, of the, the the kith that hurt them, and they were all dressed in the preservation stuff. So, just to elaborate on that, something's up in Towerfell, but I don't think now is the best moment to talk about it. Let's fin- let's try to finish digesting this first. Wait, I don't. Okay, I'm worried about the lastings, but also now I'm really worried that we just let former member of the preservation walk off by themselves without them being tied up. Chandler, can you go get him? On it, boss. He picks up a, a like a, a wrench close by. Maybe not harming, more along lines of maybe just kind of like locking. Wait, um, in the closet, in the closet with no windows. Just accidentally trip him in there and then stand in front of the door. You got it, boss. And he walks away with the wrench. Okay, we have that one problem solved. Calix, can you bring some water? Does anyone have any other way to contact the lastings? I would like some water too, Calix. Thank you. How about we relocate to somewhere of a little more calming? I'm covered in grease. When did I get on the floor? Um, Alma, did you want a piggyback ride? They are very soothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haku does another little backpack mode. So five of you make your way upstairs. You hear some rustling and like struggling. Chandler is like, just lay down. Stop it. I need to tie you up. I don't want to be tied up though. I'm not gonna do anything. I don't like the- I'm- you're with the preservation. Here, let me hit you with this wrench. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
no, no, violence, no, not on this ship. You see Lauren kind of like hand against like Chandler's forehead kind of thing, pushing like Chandler back. It's like, ah, come on. What's he doing? He told me that you said for him to come up here and smack me with the wrench. We didn't say that, but Fletcher's going to spend a token. Before Fletcher even says another word, Fletcher is going to use some very quick magic to like put Lauren in essentially like a binding spell. Listen, I don't have time to deal with my ex. I'm spending a token to put Lauren in like a binding spell that like makes him stop moving and like silences him. He can still move his beak, but there's just no noise coming out. This spell is typically used for creating like a silent environment reading and like peace. And it's not usually supposed to be directed at like a single person, uh, but somehow Fletcher has done this. Does Fletcher's magic take a physical form when it happens, especially this spell, or does it just happen? Fletcher's been really slimy lately. Like the last major like bit of like physical magic he's done was also really slimy. We can say that Lauren's a little gooey now for some reason. Like he's mouthing off saying like, why would why would you tell him to like smack me with? And then he like pauses and he's like frozen there with a thin layer of like this yellow goo around him. Oh, finally! And he like kind of rares back, goes in for a big old whack, and he's like, try to like jump and grab the top of the wrench. Give me a brute roll. This is a, a three. You are not stopping Chandler. He's not bi- much bigger than you, but he's filled with rage right now. Lauren had the audacity to not let him whack him with the the wrench. Smacks Lauren like in the, the leg and teeters over and falls back with another thud. <sighs> I've been needing to do that. Where's my paint supplies? We wanted to go somewhere a bit more calm. Let's get out of this hallway now. How about we go to to the captain's quarter? Yeah, what's Alba's most comforting place on this ship? As Calix walks over, picks up Lauren, throws him over her shoulder. I think he'll be okay. I'll put him in his bed. How long does the spell last, Fletcher? I've only really seen it be used for about an hour, but I've never really seen it be used on another kiff before. I guess I'll just tie him up and check on him periodically. Okay, that sounds good. I'll probably stay down here, do whatever you you need to do for and he kind of like nods at Alma. On Haku's back, Alba has, has just kind of like lost Oh, gone. Like, brain, gone. She's just kind of swaying from side to side, which, like, is probably not helpful for Haku walking. She's kind of just floppy right now. She got so stressed that it fried her brain. One word comes out, or maybe two words. The the place where she wants to go right now for comfort, and where is that? What time of day is it? I would say it's probably like early afternoon, like two or three in the afternoon. Kitchen, hungry. Uh, there's some soup left over. Soup. I think some warm soup will be quite nice, actually. I, I think we should make sure that Lauren's leg isn't broken. Although, if Lauren's evil, I guess the leg can stay broken, but I'm not really sure, so I might prepare a little bone broth potion. Let's go have soup. Neo lo- looks at Haku. So, I mean, we were coming back here to get some reassurance and some answers, and I think we need to be the ones doing the reassuring and the answers. Okay, okay. And then, like, Haku readjusts Alma on their back, puffs up their chest, and starts walking over to the kitchen. We have food, we have each other, we have water, 
I'm sure Lauren's fine and the last things are not falling because otherwise there's no way someone can write stuff on a coin. It must be something slower. We may still have time. Was there any indication in the in the lower decks that the ship was or was not fixed? We need one more day of fixing. Game plan. There are one, two points to new. Three-ish to Fletcher. Does not point to Alma at all. Four, five of us that can do something to get us up in the air right now and also help those who need help so calyx how are you with shipbuilding? uh i've done a little maintenance i can certainly start getting down there to see see where alma got to but you all will need to go and like point to the the door that where lauren is you'll have to watch him and i guess someone will have to like points over to the giggling sort of mess over wobbling around she knows how to fly the ship we'll start there no i know that they're two different things but you're very good at like putting things together in different materials as a weaver do you think there's possibly a way that you can look at the ship and possibly fix it question mark i can definitely have a bit of a go and a bit of a try i feel like you're smarter than me when it comes to actually understanding mechanisms and things i can help okay so i okay cool let's do calyx me and chandler downstairs trying to figure out how to fix the ship and then slowly puts alma down and like tries to move the paws out of the face i can keep an eye on lauren and then fletcher you stay with alma Okay. So Alma's been making like weird dissociative like hand gestures and Fletcher's just slowly been mirroring them. Neo, whenever uh, Chandler said he could help, you notice he like looks over at you and like does a big wink like. Trying to not like be noticed and he will be like, not the moment. And he winks again. <laughs> All right, let's do this. And grabs the wrench again. Let's meet back up in a check-in in like two, two, three, sunset, sunset. Check back in at sunset. I have been told that that doesn't work. There's like a little paw in the center. Break! Okay, team, let's go. Haku tries to look for plans on the ship. The floor plan of the ship. You would find the plans of the ship. However, like, they're not where you think they would be. Where would you think they would be? captain's quarters they're not there alma where are they i think we've established that alma like keeps important paperwork in like cookie containers you know how like your grandma keeps like sewing sewing supplies in the cookie container we established early on that alma keeps the letter writing materials in a cookie container so it stands to reason that the same can be said for important paperwork haku will probably not find this there is a a cookie tin in the captain's quarters and haku seeing it hungry me thinking me me thinking me need a cookie oh no this isn't a cookie these are what i've been looking for the whole time been distracted by a cute little snack yeah okay haku's gonna read those plans and go downstairs with it trying to figure out charts are the same maps and charts are the same that can that works that's how it works right you get downstairs and calyx and chandler are cranking things uh chandler's like actually actually inside the engine and Calyx that looks like oh we we found out that Chandler fits and he's got small hands which helps with what we need to fix oh and he like grabs the map and flips it the other way around you're looking at it wrong cool 
Yeah, okay. Let me know what I can do to assist. So I think this would go on for a few hours with maybe Haku like reading the chart, kind of pointing out like the different things that look wrong. Calyx going back and forth between the shelves of parts to the engine and handing Chandler things in different pieces uh, while also like reaching in and helping. You don't finish the project but the engine is looking in a lot better shape by the time the three of you are are done with it Neu, you're watching lauren a couple hours go by lauren would eventually wake up and there's like a, a moan like my shin. <laughs> Why does my whole body hurt? My back. <laughs> What's happening? Am I dead? No, no, there's no need to get so worried by that. You're not dead. And tell me, can you can you move your knee? He like begins to like shift his leg up. Oh yeah, I can. It hurts so oh, a lot. Oh god. What if I told you that? Fletcher made a bit of a bone-setting breath for you. That would be wonderful. My bone, like a lot of my bones hurt. You see, we just discovered something that really spooked all of us. Do you have any clue at all on why members of your group would attack a small god? That seems cruel and scary and really dangerous. What are you talking about? We saw a thought more. The small god of forest fires that was showing us how members of preservation were riding dragonflies, slinging magic at the, uh, at the god, and eventually a very big horned toad with a scar through the that gigantic metal beam at the god. And I want to know if uh, if you know that toad, and I want to know, to the best of your knowledge, why would preservation do that? When you say the horn toad, he trembles a little bit. That's Kel. He was supposed to be locked away. He's the most vicious, terrible kith I've ever met. We don't need to go to Towerfell. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.